just a quick disclosure to share in conjunction with this podcast. Each of us are speaking to our personal experiences and do not consider ourselves experts and cannot offer medical, therapy, financial, or legal advice. We represent a wide range of experience on the autism spectrum and will always honor each perspective that is brought to our discussions. Our experiences, opinions, and perspectives are all unique and different and will be celebrated. Thank you so much for listening and connecting with us. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Navigating Adult Autism. This is a podcast of seven moms, and we are voicing our perspectives, opinions, and experience. There are seven of us. I'm Mary. I'm here with Heather and Dawn and Cynthia, Tara, and Elizabeth. Kara is not here. And today's, we miss you, Kara. Uh, today's topic is hygiene, and it's an important one. And just a reminder that all of our adult children on the spectrum are all over the spectrum in varying degrees, uh, high functioning to low or profound. Uh, and we are here to talk about several issues with hygiene and what that entails, because a lot of our children have sensory issues um, and tackling hygiene can be, you know, difficult at times and there's just many facets of it. Um, on the other hand, a lot of them are rule followers, so they are very good at hygiene because they like the rules and they will take a shower every day. They will brush their teeth. But I think it's really important uh, to have good hygiene. Well, in general for anyone, uh, but especially for our kids on the spectrum because they are maybe judged or looked upon differently or stand out in different ways. And we certainly don't want hygiene to add to that list. So we're going to start discussing it. And I think I'm going to roll it over to our friend Heather. And, <laughs> and let's get started. Heather didn't know that, I don't think, right uh, now. But okay. Um, okay. but there's all, fa I don't know, Heather, what do you think? I mean, I think that, do you want to talk about Zachary or? Sure. So this is Heather. And Zachary is 22 um, on the profound end of the spectrum. So I still do, so right now with him being 22, I still do the same things I did for him when he was little. So, um, and that's mainly because, which, um, you know, the outside world might not understand exactly why, but his fine motor skills uh, are not good. And so he has no real hand strength. So he doesn't use, like, aside from hygiene, like he doesn't use utensils. He can't write with a pen or, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't do anything that you have to have that grip, mm -hmm. that kind mm -hmm. of thing for. So the thing about hygiene is that he just doesn't have the motor planning, and also then the fine motor skills to do most of it. So, like, if we tried to get him to wash his hair, let's say, he doesn't have enough pressure to actually get anything clean. Hmm. So, um, and and there's probably, I mean, for sure, he doesn't understand the why either. So, the connection between, you know, I've got to wash my hair so that my hair looks good and it's clean. Like, I don't know really the why, except we're supposed to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mom says so. You know, um, so he doesn't get that either. But uh, so, yeah, so we give him a showers. Um, he did go from a bath to a shower, which is fun. Um, he's much taller than me now, though. So I will say that we have, uh, thank the Lord, that we got a new shower um, head that I can take off of the, mm -hmm. we had like a standard mm -hmm. And I was, that was, I was getting soaked. Mm -hmm. um, it was not pleasant. Yeah. So um, we fixed that and now it's just a well-oiled machine. So um, <laughs> I give the showers, uh, brush his teeth. Um, and then he, toileting, uh, he goes to the bathroom by himself. He just needs uh, assistance cleaning up. So that part. So um, I just listen for flushes or lids or <laughs> there's always mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like toilet lid and I'm like okay mm. yeah you know I, I question like do you know what a toilet lid means and, <laughs> and he just looks at me it's like yeah that means you got to go figure out what happened with the toilet that lid. Means you have to go <laughs> yeah and so that's what I do we love you Michael yes um no it's fun we giggle about it but it's like seriously um so I'm trying to think what other like hygiene stuff but combing his hair um I don't know. Does he give you any signals that he has to go to the bathroom or he just goes on his own? No, he then... goes on his own now. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. When he was younger, we were on like a schedule. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, and he doesn't really have accidents or anything per se. 
he goes to the bathroom. He just can't. You know, if you think about it, if anyone's ever had like surgery of any sort, just as an adult that can do all that stuff, think about the things that you can't do very well. Like when you're in pain and like you can't move, like that's the best example. Like cleaning yourself up after going to the bathroom is not actually an easy motor planning task. Um, True. Mm -hmm. Takes a lot of lot of stuff to to get it <laughs> right to get it done. So um, anyway, but I will say. Uh, we hope that some of that stuff will emerge. He has at 22, he still has occupational therapy and um, they work on um, hand strength. And so from like right now, we're working on uh, brushing his teeth um, and then combing his hair are the two things. Um, neither of those have we gotten down fat, but, but I will say um, that my hope is right. Hygiene wise that I would go ahead and brush his teeth in the morning like we always do, right? And then at night, if we can get to that point, I'd be kind of neat to have him brush his teeth at night. Right. Um, for that practice. And that's kind of what we're doing right now, just uh, just trying to figure out. Now, I couldn't let him do that all the time, right? Because his teeth wouldn't get clean. So, um, you know, you do have to think about, I want him to try, but then also, you know, we don't want a mouthful of cavities or have some sort of issue. So you do have to keep... Um, that kind of stuff in mind. So I think there's a mindset where maybe, I don't know what you would call it, but um, just some negativity about, you know, I just wish, I wish we weren't in this spot. Right. Like right. kind of denial, I guess it would be denial. Right. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth's nodding. Yeah. So um, I don't stay like, we didn't stay very long in those stages. Cause I would just say what's best for Zachary right now. And if he can't do it, he can't do it. Right. Can we work on it during therapy? Absolutely, we will. But we still need to get the job done. Uh, we're his caregivers. Um, and that's what we've got to do. We have to make sure he's well taken care of, which um, goes back to dignity, which I know, which um, we're talking about. So, like, he wouldn't wipe his mouth off if it was dirty after he ate or something. He just has no um, awareness yeah. of that kind of stuff. Right. So, that's stuff that other people, you know, that are with him, whether it's us or someone is hanging out with him while I'm at work or what, what have you. Um, that's the kind of stuff that it's a, it's an all day, every day kind of situation, helping him wash his hands. Does he wash his hands on his own? Um, he can go through the motions, but again, the pressure of actually getting his hands clean. Okay. Like you say rub and it's just like, they're kind of barely touching. Okay. So he knows the actions of, Okay. Of, of definitely washing his hands. And we do that, and so does staff that's with him during the day. But um, you still have to give it an extra little scrub just to make sure, you know, in his case, all the Oreo um, chocolate is on his <laughs> fingers. That's pretty much what's on And it doesn't bother him to have the Oreos on his fingers sensory-wise? No, he, you know, I'm sure there's other people that that would bother. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has a ton of sensory in that regard. Okay. Not in our situation, but... Yeah. Have you had any problems with staff um, keeping him clean or school, school School. and staff? Okay. I mean, during school, that was difficult. It just kills me. I mean, you know, it's something I just really can't handle. I just think that if that was your kid or your brother or your sister or your mother, would you want them to walk around town? with stuff on their face or their nose not wiped if they sneezed or do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or a dirty shirt. Or, right? So, um, it's inexcusable. It really is. Um, it's, yeah, I've definitely been let down in that area by people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Certainly family does a great job of that. Right. But, um, it's like they don't kind of think about it, at least in my case, family does a great job. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same for everybody. But, um, yeah. And I don't know why they don't think about it because, you know, it seems obvious to me, like, if I had chocolate all over my face, I would hope that you guys right now would say, hey, Heather, you've got chocolate all over your face? Right. Yeah. Um, well, if they're paid staff, they should be. And you guys aren't even paid to tell me that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just thinking if you're caring for somebody who can't care for themselves, then it's up to you to kind of make those kind of ethical decisions. Yeah. That's how I see it. It's them. being a good person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess you just Simple kind of expect enough. the basic stuff, and then when it doesn't happen, you're just, I'm a little befuddled by it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, And sometimes anyway. you, you try to teach him those things, and I know Nathan, we, you know, we taught him, because he will wipe things off his hands, and he would wipe them on his shirt. So we yes. taught him not to wipe oh, on his sure. shirt. 
So now he wipes it in his hair. Oh. So you don't wipe your hands on your clothes. So you know, we'll What's walk around and he's thing? got pretzel, you know, the, the little salt right. kernels in his hair and all the time because he's, you know, he knows he's listening. He follows the rule of we don't wipe our dirty hands on our clothes. Right. So, yeah, he just wiped it on his hair. Oh. So Does he still but, now, right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've tried to undo that. You know, we do those things and we try to teach and sometimes we create more of a more of an issue. But. You know, Mary, it was really interesting when you, you know, were introducing our topic today. It made me think back to my my mother. Um, I had a brother with muscular dystrophy, and she always made sure his hygiene, everything, was at a level of perfection when we left the house because mm-hmm. she said that having a child with disabilities, that she was under scrutiny. Anything that looked wrong, you know, if his hair, you know, why don't you take care of him? Why don't you take care of him? Much more scrutinized than than any of the other four children. We could go out, you know, with holes in our clothes and one shoe on, and we wouldn't. She wouldn't get scrutinized. But if my brother wasn't taken care of, she was interesting. Yeah. So I I remember that, you know, I can tell you that as a child, and it was such a. You know, yeah, you can understand. It was that it was such a thought to me. I just thought, oh, how wrong is that? But what else is wrong is um, one of my my biggest dislikes is I don't know. They call them memes now. I don't know. It's been a dislike for a long time. But the pictures of a caregiver brushing a disabled person's teeth. You know, someone with a disability brushing their teeth, and that being a negative thing. That being, how dare you take away their independence? How dare you not let them learn and, and grow and being in the disability field? I still see that. Mm-hmm. To this day, that is kind of the classic, oh, well, you know, parents need to be teaching more independent skills. But to me, that is, no, that is that is so wrong on so many levels because who suffers if my son has bad oral hygiene? He's not able to tell me he has a toothache. He'll have to be sedated if he has anything more mm-hmm. than than uh, some just basic looking in his mouth. He had a dental appointment the other day. We go in every three months just so we can spend the few minutes, you know, working on any tartar, you know, getting a look in his mouth to make sure because that is a high priority to me mm-hmm. because he is not going to be able to tell me, you know, mm-hmm. what's what's going on and relay that to me. And lovely, lovely girl. <laughs> Oh, I just, I had her name, Audrey, Audrey. Yes, she was so, and she was so excited. Yesterday, that was the longest, and he let her put pressure and everything, but she's worked for years to be able to do that. So, Right, and just finding the right dentist alone. I mean, we go through a lot just to find. Yeah, oh yeah, and I'm paying out of pocket now for this Mm -hmm. dentist, you know. We've gone through, you know, they no longer provide for our insurance, and then Medicaid doesn't cover it, and, you know, so we, you know, we just, we... That's what we do. I have a dental story because when Zion was nonverbal, he had an abscessed tooth, but he could not tell me. I mean, I just saw this huge lump on on the side of his cheek. I was like, what is going on? He was just crying all the time. Um, I think he was probably seven, maybe. Well, he was five. Wow. No, he was four because it was before he was talking to me. Um, he just kept on saying "ow," and actually, I mean, like if we if we don't keep up with that dental hy- that dental hygiene, um, he had to have the tooth pulled, mm-hmm. and he had to be strapped down yeah. to get it removed, which mm-hmm. then made him not want to go to the dentist for the next five years. Right. Right. So exactly. it's very important yeah. for us to you know keep up with that okay. when they're young and when they're older. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I have a toothbrushing question. What type of toothbrush do you use? So I mean, just we're able to use an electric. We introduced okay. them early, and we use one with a small head, and so it can really get in there and not just kind of miss everything. And we just let and we do let the toothbrush do the work instead of scrubbing, and mm-hmm. um, just take it, let it run slowly over, and then at the end we have him finish up. You know, after I know he's done a good job, then he finishes up and he usually just kind of runs it over real quick on his front teeth. And sometimes I'll have him take a little bit longer and then he rinses his toothbrush and, and puts it away. Oh. We just we- use a regular toothbrush, I, but I think uh, the electric is a great idea to try. Well, yeah. And and we, and Nathan, 
Nathan can't spit either. So, spit. so we have to be very careful. Because, yeah. So we, and if he uses very much too, he uses a scant amount. There's hardly any, and it has to be gel. Otherwise he has a constant sore throat. Mm-hmm. And, um, but really the dentist said it's the motion. That's what's most important. Not what's on the toothbrush. Yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just put a little bit and now we do use a little bit of, like tartar control in the morning because he'll be drinking and stuff all day. So that kind of keeps it from sticking in his throat. But yeah, he had a constant cough. And that's a shout out to one of our direct care staff. She was the one that figured out why he would have this cough all the time. Oh, good. So yeah. Wow. That's good. Lisa Lisa found that out. Way to go, Lisa. Anybody (laughs) able to use a water pick at all? I mean, we would have to use it on him, I guess. We do have a water pick. I have one yeah. in my drawer, too. It's yeah. for me, but I've never used it. Yeah. I know. Mine's <laughs> under the cabinet, too. <laughs> I, well. will, I will say just a quick, Dennis. Uh, it's really about braces, because Zachary ended up having braces. Um, and just connecting back to dignity again. Um, his front teeth were in a horrible state. Like, meaning that any other kid without a disability would absolutely have braces, right? Mm-hmm. So... When we were seeking someone, finding a you know a person to do it, um, the actual first intake uh, like visit we had was kind of like, well, you know why? Why would you? Oh, why did? No. Why would you put braces on? Oh. I'm just like, well, and, and my question was, well, any other patient or you know kid, teenager, whatever that you see, uh, would this be a case for braces? Absolutely. And I said, yeah, then then Zachary's going to get braces. So um, unless we just can't wow. do it, but we're going to do it. So they were giving you like, what's the point? Attitude? What's the point? Why would you do that? Why would why do we have to do that? It's like, well, I would like Zachary's teeth to be straight and him to have a nice smile. And I don't understand why. I mean, if there's no difference. No, no. <laughs> there is no difference between someone who has a disability and someone who doesn't and about appearance and hygiene and all that stuff, which I think is what we're, you know, right. getting to. But uh, it's we spent like eight months. Finally, you know, he agreed, and he said, well, "Let's do some welcome visits and that kind of thing." We did that for seven or eight months, and then finally, I was like, "I think we're done with these welcome visits. Let's get this show on the road." Right. Um, but I still had to be the one to say, uh, "The time is now." Right. Yeah. Right. We're coming back next month. And we're going to put some stuff on his teeth. Exactly. <laughs> did they have to put him out? or did they? No, he did really great. Good. He did excellent. Actually, the techs that he would see said he was one of the best patients they've ever had. Really? Like, right. That's wonderful. And now, if he had a bunch of sensitivity, right? Like, you know, like maybe if Nathan did or whatever, but um, he didn't seem to. Zachary has a high pain tolerance, too, I would say. Um, but he did great. Now, we had YouTube. It took two people. So I say he did great, but he also had a tech team. Michael and I went to every appointment. Um, Michael kind of held his hands, and, and I held the little phone so he could watch VeggieTales while they messed with his teeth. Okay. And that's what we had to do. Yeah. But, but no, like, shots or major anesthesia or anything like that. Meltdowns or yelling. No. Or, yeah. It all went really well. Oh, good. Took forever, but yeah. yeah. How long, yeah. how did he do when they tightened him and stuff? It didn't, it didn't, it didn't seem didn't to bother him. I mean, a few times I would give him, um, you know, Motrin or mm-hmm. something like that, but... Kind of like to Zion's, the story with Zion, he, there's no way for me to know if his mm-hmm. teeth would hurt. Mm-hmm. And and this may sound weird, but like, I don't like to give him medicine either for just no reason. But if I could tell mm-hmm. that it felt like, you know, he wasn't himself or whatever, I would definitely give him mm-hmm. Motrin in that case. But Right. Yeah. Especially if the doctor recommends. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. And I will say uh, my son, who's 32, almost 32, he had braces and... Oh, he was such a real follower. He he did great with them. I mean, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, like this is going to be, you oh, know, okay. a mountain to climb. But oh, he would. Oh no, I'm turning them. I'm doing. I'm doing everything. And same thing. Like his uh, orthodontist. Wow, this is this is great. Like he he's <laughs> like, well, yeah, well, he's you told him to do it, so he's going to do it because he's just a real follower. And you know, a lot of our kids are. But I will say, when they first laid him down in, in the chair. I was in the waiting room and, you know, I, I heard, what in the world? Like, <laughs> and I'm just reading my book thinking, this is going to be a nice queen. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
you know, and everyone looks up. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm just going to let him handle it because Annette was only. But anyway, overall about hygiene. So I don't know if anyone else has anything to add, but I, I will say this, that in our autism world, we run across a lot of parents and there are some parents out there or caregivers or grandparents that um, think we should accept um, autistic children and their poor hygiene that, you know, they have sensory issues to the water hitting them or to soap or to smells of the shampoo. And that's why their hair is dirty. And we all here in this podcast agree that um, hygiene equals dignity. And, you know, we all find that not acceptable. So, um, you know, if you're having trouble on that road, it is possible to get over those sensory issues. And, and like you said, Heather, out, you know, What's the point of fixing a child with autism's teeth? You know, um, I think some people have that mindset. And I do think that kind of goes back. Maybe I'm, if you can um, help me with that. I think we are all told that we have stages of grief when you have a child with autism, just like death. We all go through stages. And I think, um, I remember hearing that. I thought, no, no way. But Mm -hmm. it's true, isn't it? Um, But I think that a lot of them are in that denial stage. um, because we've run across some parents that, well, if they should have a job, they should accept them um, at their place of employment because they have autism. That's why your hair is dirty. And just getting that through to people that it's, you know, this is your child and they're out in the public. Let's make them presentable and clean and, you know, that affects their world. And basically. Those cultural norms are, I mean, cultural norms. That's a good strong. Word for it. Yes. So it's, yeah, if you can kind of fit into those. Yeah. yeah. And right. I also think that. Sorry, Elizabeth. That I, I was just, I was just thinking. I just want to make it the easiest possible, the best world for him, and mm-hmm. the easiest way for him to make friends. Right. All I want all those barriers to be <laughs> the lowest as <laughs> the lowest that they can be, so that you know when he does meet someone for the first time. Um, and he smells good and he's, you know, shaved and mm-hmm. his teeth are clean and, um, because, uh, and he's presentable, um, that, that they will want to like dig down and see what he's all about. Cause he's so cool. Right. You know, right. When he is looking spiffy and, um, because we've worked on that, um, and not all the time he does, but you know, I want him to, I want to give him the best chance that he has, right. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And being presentable. and Yeah, because the yes. world does, I mean, we all wish that it didn't, but the world does look at you <laughs> and yes. it's your first presentation. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, exactly. And that's for everybody. That's not just for our kids with autism right. or disabilities or anything like that. That your right. first presentation is what you're going to get some judgment on. Right. So, um and right. I think if you need to assist, I mean, obviously with Zachary's, obviously we've got to do the whole thing. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think the plan, too, might be if you feel like you're a little bit in denial as a parent, that maybe there's at least maybe work on it with a professional. Because I know an OT is a great True. resource, obviously. To, and we, we still ask at 22 questions about, okay, he's doing this and he's doing that. How could we what could we do right. to like help with that? And like I say, he's working on brushing his teeth right now. So just because I'm brushing his teeth every day because it's a necessity does not mean that that will eventually not change. True. You know I mean? I think, or if you're, if your adult doesn't understand the why, maybe that's the key. And so maybe you have supports set up so that they understand the why of I can do it. So now tell me why it's important and, Somehow making that connection. I mean, I don't know yeah. exactly how to do it, but I mean, just kind of having those goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a routine. Nathan, you know, he, from when he was little, he takes a bath before he leaves the house. You know, that's yeah. his, you know, we kind of settled into that, just, you know, going through our daily routines. And yeah, he, unless he, you know, if he wants to go somewhere, he demands, he'll say, take a bath, take a bath. And I know over the years, you know, we might be in a hurry or need to get out and he's slept in and we're like, 
you know, his sisters or dad are like, do we really have to stop and give him a bath? And I said, <laughs> yes, if we break that routine, I said, right. you sisters, you're going to be gone when he's 45 years old. Yeah. And, and I don't want to have to fight a 45 year old man to get in the bathtub, mm-hmm. right. you yeah. know, so that is part of our routine. So, I mean, maybe twice a year we get out of the house, you know, without a bath oh. because maybe it's super early or, you know, mm-hmm. and we can really mm-hmm. talk him into it. But I mean, we've been, we've taken a bath at five 30 in the morning, getting ready to go on a big trip because he's just got to get in real quick. And, and that's something that, you know, we've decided that's, that's important. We prioritize that so that we, so that we don't have to worry about that. So that's some of the decisions that our families have to make. So when, you know, when I'm late to everything and, you know, things are going mm-hmm. on, I hope that people kind of, you know, they understand there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. And we've also had, um, with Chase, he participated in wrestling. So, you know, it was, it's a, a fully in, uh, inclusive program, um, that in the coach, you know, he was that extended support and he told all the boys, you know, after you've been on this wrestling mat, you go home and you take a shower and he explains to them. And he did that for years and years. So yeah, Chase is mm-hmm. really great at taking a shower. He's just, you know, and he does his at night and mm-hmm. learned. And so, but yeah, when it's a day off of school or not going anywhere, yeah, he, he loves that. So that's awesome. I can say you really need to be explicit on exactly what to wash. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, and I, only because my mom didn't explain a lot of stuff to me when I was younger. I am so blunt with my kids. And you can't really, like, I can hint around with Hannah and Caleb, but you just have to tell Zion straight out. Correct. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you smell, you need to go take a shower. You can't just say, hey, you know, you know. Do you think yeah. you need to take a shower? You know, right. I'm sorry, it doesn't work with him. It, you just have to say you need to go take a shower, or and you need to put two squirts of shampoo on your hand, or yeah, shampoo on your hand, and you need to scrub it for one minute straight. <laughs> you have to be very, very specific. specific. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's across the board with everything being specific, like right. People aren't going to talk to you if you have bad breath. They're going yeah. to back away. They're going to think, ooh, that guy doesn't brush his teeth. You know, mm-hmm. I always have to model what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they'll think that? Yes. Yes, they will think yes. that. So, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. I think being kind of hard and specific is part of the game here. And mm-hmm. I've done that with him. And on the flip side of that, our dentist said our son, I'm Mary, by the way, um, that he was brushing too much, mm-hmm. too hard, yeah. brushing the enamel off. I'm like, oh, you know, I do that. <laughs> you can't win that. for losing. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, too much. And so right. tell him to brush softer and get a soft toothbrush. And he was brushing for too long. And yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. So um, I still actually remind him, you know, are you still not doing it as much? And mm-hmm. yes, I'm, I'm fine, mom. But um, And mm-hmm. just the obsessive. That's another thing with a lot of our kids brush too much. They wash their hands too much. They shower too much. They, you know, there's a flip side of that. Um, yeah. What is it called? Obsessive compulsive disorder. We see, do see a lot of that in autism, correct? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, um, we do. I have friends that have that. So that's the other side of it. But hygiene can also go, Kara told me that it's okay to share this. Um, even just hygiene with cleanliness and um, her daughter's coat, I think was ex- really filthy and smelly and, um, having to remind her to, you know, even our coats need to be washed. washed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of hygiene going out and you don't want people to look at your coat and it has dog hair all over it and it hasn't been to throw them in the, into the washing machine. So it's just constant um, mm-hmm. with hygiene. But I do think that, um, I think the sensory issues play a lot of part. Don't you guys think that with disabilities mm-hmm. that they're just the sensory issues of the hot water, the cold water, the smell. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else ran into that. Cynthia or Dawn with your yeah. kids or mm-hmm. our adult uh, children, I should say. The, um, the sensory issues that... Um, with hygiene. Cut with hygiene that come to mind is, is hair cuttings. Oh, um, yes. The haircuts. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. That's a big one in the autism world, by the way. It is. And I have pictures of JR when he's in early childhood um, special ed. 
And I know they thought I was a bad mom and I probably was a bad mom in the, in, in the haircutting regards, because, um, you're too hard on yourself sometimes. Maybe (laughs) it was world war three once. And I mean, it was, you know, it's up there in the top 10 of worst moments I've ever had with my child in public. Mm -hmm. And so I understand why I didn't want to take him to get his hair cut. But I think, um, again, listening to this podcast, being reminded, yes, this is something I do need to work on with my son. He doesn't have that problem anymore. But if I had listened to this podcast, you know, back then, I might have said, okay, you're getting judged because his hair is too long. And it was, it was too long. It's worth finding a process or a routine, listen to other moms. What do they do? You know, there's help out there. And I know there's even books, you know, on the topic. So if you want to go future horizons or Mm -hmm. I can't pull a topic. I mean, a, a, a book title off the top of my head, but, but there are books, ask other parents, um, you know, social get suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Social stories, right? Visual aids. We've used yes. um, the visual, not True. visual schedule, but visual picture of the five parts of brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. We had those True. up for many years mm-hmm. um, in our house. Yes. Just for yeah. The dentist gives you that okay. too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 My son had it on his mirror. Like, I just remembered that. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, timers. You set know. a timer a lot oh, yeah. on, on schedules. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Autism Speaks had all those toolkits, uh, the dentist toolkits, yep, the, hair, the haircuts, all that you might mm-hmm. look on. Mm-hmm. That was many years ago that I True. looked that up, but I yeah, they're still there. They're, they're still, still there. So, and so well, Eric, we you? always he he went to a lady that was our neighbor, so he we loved her, so he would always willingly go to get his hair cut. And, that, and he still, he moved 40 miles away from her, and he still goes back to her for his haircut. Oh, so you're kidding. That. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. really sweet. Mm-hmm. That's well, sweet. The first person who cut, well, not the first person, but again, he's in early child spatial ed. The para was a beautician who had changed careers. So she came to me and said, I'll try cutting his hair at school. Is that okay with you? Or after hours? Sure. That's great. <laughs> Took her an hour, and mm-hmm. she didn't tell me this until much later. She cut herself in that hour. Oh, <laughs> Jr. was no. okay, so it took her an hour. So, Dusty, I know she'll give me permission to use her name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dusty came to our house for years to cut Jr.'s hair, she, and awesome. and so again, being cheap. It's like, okay, cut the whole family <laughs> so, <laughs> to make it worth her while, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and again, you felt sort of, and so, I mean, she just left us like two years ago. She yeah. moved. And so that's building that's that, awesome. that's, yeah. that's that other podcast on building a support yeah. community. Yeah. Community. But as far as motivation, when we decided to try competitive employment again and leave SWI, JR's hair again was very long not very becoming and finally convinced him that as part of the job interview process, he had to get his hair cut. And so my daughter took him, (laughs) he went in by himself, got it cut, paid for him and came out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was so sometimes you get freebies from God, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and that was one of them. That, That part of, you know, Hygiene and employment, that's, mm, huge. that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's part of understanding in that, you know, there are a lot of different types of AIDS, visual AIDS, assistive technology, all the timers and different things. But there is one um, story I had run across um, uh, through, through work, um, le- learning more about assistive technology, is uh, this young man who was struggling with his hygiene and work. Um, was at risk of losing his job, used a piece of assistive technology um, to help him maintain that employment because what he did was got a, they set him up with an alarm clock that had the voice alarm and that alarm was his girlfriend waking him up. So her voice in the morning, he would wake up to said, honey, I need you to get up in time to go take a shower 
because I'm going to see you after work. And if you stink, I don't want to see you. <laughs> so after that, his motivation was found. He used that piece of technology to find success and being able to get up in time and get moving and was able to keep his job and his girlfriend. Oh, there you go. See? That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, well, Tells you how important it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. One one thing I wanted to ask was Cynthia is how is Eric handling the hygiene of the baby? Oh, oh good question. Oh, he's doing well with it. I mean, like he he has to um he changes her diaper and uses the um whatever it is, the lotion on her and stuff and uses the wipes and he's mm-hmm. doing really well with it. And he and they give her baths and he has a certain part of the bath that he does and then Catherine has another part of the bath that she does. Oh. So it's really worked out well, actually. Oh, that's so, teamwork. That's a good one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have, uh, when he was young, sensitivities in the hand? With, with yes, he hands? did. He did. And we'd have to, it was hard to get him to do all that, but we just stayed on him all the time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I would wash it for him or brush his teeth for him for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember JR would not touch Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. As, a, yeah. as a young kid. Hmm. Right, right. So I yeah. loved Play-Doh. I mean, he like would rub it all over his face. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that the hyper hypo? Yeah, Maybe so. <laughs> she's yeah. He's hypo, and Jair is hyper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think the the hygiene equals dignity, and with employment, and as they get older, I think it just becomes more and more important. Because when they're a little kid, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy to just wipe off their face or jump in the bath, but it's it's important. I, I actually feel sad when I see people with disabilities that are adults out there and they're not clean and they're unkept. And I always think, oh, well, who's taking care of them? Who's in I charge know. of them? Who's helping them? So if you're out there, there is help out there, Elizabeth, right? I mean, even as an advocate and service coordinators, yeah, from should from, be helping, right? Yeah, with that. right. I mean, from the therapist, the OT, to individualized skill development, different types of services, okay. Um, you know, and even those that really struggle, you know, there's, you know, possibly ABA therapy. I mean, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. supports. And then looking at assistive technology, whether it's yes. the, the old faithful bottom buddy to help mm-hmm. reach around and wipe and to, yeah, there's, yeah, there's all. There if, are yeah, tools, I guess. Yes, you would yeah. say. If yeah. there is something. So yeah, assistive a technology. Buddy? Yes. Yes. It's, a, it's. Yep, you put a you put your toilet paper in a little slit, and you it's a long long handled thing, and you just reach around back, and then you can touch a button, and it drops toilet paper into the. Oh, but you know, somebody that, that it's light to the touch. I mean, that's not going to work. But right. if it's a mobility issue right. or maybe a sensory issue, not you know thinking, well, that's icky. You know, mm-hmm. there's so there are different types of tools. I mean, there's you know, yeah, all different types of. Toileting supports, showering supports from, you know, the, um, you know, like you said, the terrace, about two squirts of, you know, yeah. there's, I mean, there's all sorts of things where it can allow, it can be measured out or it can be allowed to, you know, one full squirt and just all sorts of different things. So I'm going to put some links to that assistive technology on, you know, on I our want website. pictures. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I got pictures. Okay. But um, I wonder if our kids would use a bidet. So we just redid Zachary's bathroom. It's the main bathroom, but it's the one right by his bedroom. And we did put a bidet in there. Did you? And oh, hose. Now we haven't got him to, we haven't like educated very much on that. So it hasn't helped yet, but we did want to make sure we put an ADA compliant um, toilet in the bathroom um, just for the height level and stuff. I know that. For just comfort and motor mm-hmm. planning and stuff, we did that and then put the bidet. Um, so that's something. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. one thing that we haven't, I guess, touched on yet is just the vulnerability that comes with, like, um, and then that goes back to trust with staff and stuff for uh, someone like Zachary. So uh, we get a lot of no's to things because of, like, the help, the assistance with toileting. So I know we've talked about before, like some other programs and stuff that said, you know, Zachary wouldn't be welcome there because he needed assistance. Um, That's the other thing too. Like when we're trying to find staff, like they have to be comfortable doing that. And that's, um, it's hard to find people that are comfortable doing that. Like it's no big deal to me. I've been doing it the Mm -hmm. whole time that, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've had Zachary, but um, that's a dignity thing too, that, 
while it's difficult and hard to find people, you, it is important. Um, and so I will say that some good advice that a behavioral therapist had given us just in the last five years was just, you know, not that we weren't working on him trying to like maybe learn parts of the shower routine himself or whatever, but it also comes down to the vulnerability. And when your parents aren't doing it, like me and Michael are the only ones there's only, um, my parents are, have been trained and literally we had a training. They came to our house and we trained them on how to give Zachary a shower. So, um, but we wouldn't let anyone else, um, do that part. Right. So, um, you know, there's a vulnerability that comes with that. And, um, we just have to make sure that there's just ultimate trust, obviously, when you're dealing with, you know, those kind of intimate hygiene situations, I guess you would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's anything we could, we would wish he could do, it's those things because of that, you know. Right. So I do really hope he could give himself a shower and clean himself up after uh, toileting at some point. And with the assistive like wands and different things, like that's what we're kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just the vulnerability piece too, I think is important. Right. Dignity, vulnerability. There's yeah. lots of big things that kind of hit with hygiene, I think. That's funny too. You, you practice and practice and it's funny. funny, Nathan, you know, will not lift the, the seat, you know, hmm. and, but he will, if he gets anything on it, he will wipe it for the girls. Too many of girls have screamed after they've gone into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting. Does he not get that, or does he think, yeah, I'm not putting my hands on that because that's mm-hmm. because he's learned to me a much harder task to to remember right. to get the toilet paper to wipe the seat, make sure there's nothing wet on that for mm-hmm. for his sisters or his mom who mm-hmm. will be coming in after. Oh, so it's really yeah. interesting. So again, respecting him because we finally just. I finally just let it go. He was cleaning up after himself, you know, but I could not convince him. And I thought, well, you know, maybe he just, you know, thinks that's yucky. You know, and he didn't want to touch you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I, so we got to the point where I respected that. He respected mm-hmm. me enough to mm-hmm. wipe up after himself. So I respected his choice not to, to lift, you know, to lift the seat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Right. 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 Anything else on hygiene? Fun stuff. It's just awful. It, it <laughs> we all we mostly all have boys, though. Mm-hmm. I wonder about girl hygiene, but right. Well, yeah, the girl might be here. Yeah, the girl yeah. I was talking about earlier. I think there was a girl that. Sorry, I didn't yeah. interrupt. Um, she was the one that didn't really want to shower or didn't think it was important to yeah take a shower before going to work or finding employment. Right. That's mm-hmm. the only girl I yeah, have well, come across with that, and I do think it's. You know, everyone's at a different road in their life and what to push, what not to push. But um, hygiene is up there with one mm-hmm. of the top yeah. five so, I mean, my, things. Yeah. You know, with my, my oldest is a girl, but, you know, she, True. you know, as she got older, she didn't need a lot of that type of support. But, yeah, we had, you know, it's just different body parts and, mm-hmm. you know, different places to shave. And, you know, so we just, it's a lot of it was kind of, kind of the same, you know. How'd that go? It's, Really, you know, really pretty well. Easy. Yeah, pretty easy. You know, the, the the hardest was yeah teaching about menstrual cycles. Right. Yeah. You know, yes. so that was, you know, that was a little mm-hmm. a little harder. Um, but you know, but it's still you know really and just keeping like I think it was you, Cynthia. Just you know, keeping going, mm-hmm. keeping the reminders, mm-hmm. you know, and just really. And I think with girls, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing was making sure that, you know, the clothes, you know, keeping clean clothes, mm-hmm. you know, on. That was just one of, for some reason, was a, a little bit more of a struggle, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that, I don't know why that that was, you know. Of course, we had a couple of favorite things, you know. I mean, just like Kara with the, the coat, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. was not identifying that the that clothing was dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the self-awareness that yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think even with my son, when he, in his apartment, when he cooks something smelly and he puts his coat on the chair, you know, when he gets in the car, I'm like, okay, you smell like steak, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, <laughs> you know, if you leave clothes out, you do that smell yeah. lingers, just, you know, teaching. And that's a typical kid mm-hmm. too, I guess. But I think a typical neurotypical kid would probably smell it and go, oh, I can't wear this today. I don't, okay. you know, I don't think our... <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, they would. Um, 
But just teaching them, please hang your clothes up in the closet if you're going to cook, mm-hmm. you know, or something in a frying pan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know that seems minute to you. Oh, no, it's to, all important. But no, it's all, it is. Because yeah. I can connect with you on that because Nathan, whenever he takes his socks off, will not let them go into the laundry. He f- uh, he'll go dig them out. He'll find them and he'll put them back in the, fold them up into the little ball oh, and he'll yeah. stick them back in his drawer. And then if he sees us pulling them out, you know, it, no, it's got to go back oh. in here. You know, these are my socks. Right. So and we've got to, we got to get him out of the house for a couple hours and just <laughs> yeah. forget because yeah, I smell his socks before yeah. we put them on. Oh, I'd like to dig down and find some other ones because yeah, if for some reason, you know, oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, it doesn't bother him. So now, Carrie did have a few things to add about females, and she said, like, when you have a daughter, you know, they have to pluck their eyebrows, and and when they have a bikini on to do the, and she just said the word, you know, (laughs) shave the pube. (laughs) That that was Kara's. Yeah, that was Kara. I said, okay, I'll. We won't lose the G rating. But, but I do have a friend in Kansas City, and they don't mind me talking about this. And their daughter's twenty, and she's nonverbal. And that that was, and they do they stay they do still bather. Her parents both bather, and um, and then when she did start her periods, it was very difficult. Oh, and then they finally moved into a bigger house, and so she she sent me a text about six months ago, and she said she put her she put Haley's pads in there so she could have her own pads in her bedroom. Then the next morning she went in, the pads were everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're just torn up. And she goes, Oh, gosh. that was a mistake. But you know, just this yeah. this is different. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think kudos to you, Heather, and Elizabeth and your friend, to all those profound and lower functioning because you know, not only is it difficult, it's time consuming. Yeah. You know, out of your day. It, and yeah. it takes a lot of time and a lot of planning. And I just feel yeah. for you. And I yeah. That's why another reason we're doing the podcast, right? Yeah. To inform mm-hmm. and support and help. And is there anything else you guys can think of advice-wise for parents out there that are struggling or maybe given up on not worrying about if they wash their hair or take a shower? Yeah. What, well, what do you think? Because, you know, we, do, we have stressed that, but sometimes, you know, you only do what you can do. You know, if you, you know, rather than miss therapy or rather than miss an activity and, and having that opportunity, if their hair is not washed, it's okay. Because, again, that happens with our other kids. And, and mm-hmm. you know, to you know, there are things to strive for, but to be gracious with ourselves and that sometimes it's not going to happen. And then mm-hmm. enjoy the little things. Where, when thinking about hygiene, I just remembered, of course, I've told you, Nathan's been a fan of baths his whole life. And, and we went through the rubber ducky phase, right? And so he loved his rubber duckies, but I had to put them up after every bath because otherwise they would find their way to another body of water. Oh, the oh, toilet. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> I would lift, I would walk in. Pond. And I'd, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'd go in and I'd lift the toilet. And I was like, oh, who forgot to put the ducks up? <laughs> They'd just be floating in the toilet. <laughs> so, you know, we have to, we have to laugh. We right. have to, you, you know, do. we have to laugh and, and remember, you know, those things. Because at the time, you know, you know, it wasn't that funny. But, you know, it's, it's one of those moments that I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade. You know, yeah, lifting right. that, yeah, lifting that lid up and going, right? How many right. decks did we lose today? Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I do know, I do know that people put floaty things in the toilet to get their boys to put the oh, stream target, in the target, toilet. Yeah, that's the target. Yeah. So I was like, I thought maybe that it was a double use. <laughs> <laughs> and all, like Michael does a lot of stuff. Like, like he'll clip, like we didn't talk about, like Don't clipping toenails, oh, fingernails, right, right. shaving his face. Because that's the one thing I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm not going to use a blade on that child's face. I can't do it. I mean, he's right. my child. He's 22, but he's right. still my child. Right. Um, and I do not want to, you know, prick his face. Because uh, I don't, you know, shake my face. Electric <laughs> razor. Just so everyone knows. Um, anyway, but but I just say, you know, hey, Dad, it's time for some spa time. And so we just kind of, you know, it's just light and airy. Did, I, did we have, like, lots of emotions about, oh, my gosh, what if we have to shave his face when he's a man? And absolutely you do. Absolutely you do. Mm-hmm. But you just have to. I mean, just time mm-hmm. takes its, you know, you just, I don't know, Elizabeth, you might have something eloquent to say about that, but <laughs> I'm just saying time goes by. And by the time you get to that point, 
you are mentally okay prepared yeah. for that. Right. Yeah, and you would okay. rather do it and help them than certainly than, you know, not to have it go undone. So, um, yeah, so it's just, it's just part of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a good time too, Heather, to talk about your page again on Facebook. Zachary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have a page that we just started this year called Everyday Adventures with Zachary. And the point of it is just, uh, well, it's to silence the stigma of um, disability that surrounds adults with disabilities a lot of the times. And um, just hoping to increase knowledge. It's more of an educational page, um, just specifically around, you know, what is a person like Zachary up to? What do they do? What are the issues? What are the wins? That kind of stuff so that people just have more mm-hmm. knowledge about Zachary and other people like him. Yeah. I think it helps families that are just starting on their journey too. Yeah. Right. You know, right. to you've made it and it's you know, you look at your page and it's a beautiful life. We're surviving, yeah. You know, I mean More than there's that, right? yeah. yeah, you know, it's it, it just it looks different. It looks different for, for all of us. Yeah, you know, Terry, you said you use electric, we use electric razor too, but Nathan will get that. If I hand it to him, it goes right to the lips. You know? really? Oh gosh. Like oh, wow. no, no, no. <laughs> well, I do have a daughter who does Zion's eyebrows because Zion has crazy eyebrows. Oh, so I, I, yeah. I have yeah. I do help him with his, his with the electric razor, but Hannah does his eyebrows. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It takes a village. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Oh, gosh. Okay, Tara, where can everybody find us? We are found on Facebook. I'm going to look up at the ceiling so I can remember all this. Um, Facebook and Instagram at Navigating Adult Autism Podcast. And we are on Apple and Spotify and on our website, navigatingadultautism.com. You can look up Navigating Adult Autism as uh, on Apple and Spotify. And our email address is moms at navigatingadultautism.com. And, and we, please go and like and subscribe and follow. listen and follow and review. Just do it all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening about hygiene on Navigating Adult Autism. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.